it going? I'm Coco. And this is Mike. And this is Rock and Vino, the podcast where we talk about wine and music and how the two go so well together. Find past episodes all over the web. You can find them at Apple Podcasts, at Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Play Store, all over the web at rockandvino.com. At Rock and Vino on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all the social media places. Like and subscribe and get new episodes every Tuesday because they're really good and then you don't have to find them. And I think, can we call this our first holiday special? It is our, and it's our first panel discussion. That's right. A very esteemed panel of guests here. Yes, very esteemed. It'll be so fun. I mean, we've already got the party started. And our first return guest. There's a lot of firsts today. Yes. Am I the first return? You're the you first are. return guest. Wow. I know. We I just love special. you. You're amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Might so, show up with wine. I'm invited back. We're good to go. Yes. So first off, we welcome for the first time Jim Morris from Charles Krug Winery. Hello. Mike and Coco, I'm so thrilled to be here. Hey, we're can, thrilled to have you. Can I buy this podcast down at Tower Records? <laughs> I, I believe that's also available. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> they will transcribe it for you. And <laughs> the old warehouse music, you can get it there too. Yes. <laughs> and also welcoming back, Landon McPherson from Harvest Card. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Yeah, thanks for coming and bringing all these goodies. Of course. Oh my gosh. So we're talking, so as Mike mentioned, this is our first holiday special. So we're talking Easter wine. I'm wearing bunny ears. Uh, he is. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> you told me and... it was Arbor Day. <laughs> uh, I brought a tree. <laughs> I'm still on Groundhog Day. It's taking up a lot of room in here. <laughs> and uh, so uh, Landon brought some amazing, amazing wines. And... Uh, this little fun aperitif. Well, when Coco called me this morning, she asked me, what are you serving at Easter? Yeah. And it took me like 42 <laughs> seconds to figure out what exactly I was gonna serve at my Easter brunch. <laughs> uh, the first cocktail that I'm serving, it's a white wine aperitif from Jardesca. So in a giant glass pitcher, I combined half a bottle of Jardesca white wine aperitif, mm. about a cup of Sonoma Brothers vodka, some Prosecco, a bottle of ginger beer, and of course, as we do in wine country, I had prepared some thyme and lavender simple syrup. Mixed it all up, added some ice, it's got a nice little fizz to it, it's mm -hmm. herbal, you know, a little floral. Oh yeah. Got some sparkle to it. It goes down easy and makes family time that much more enjoyable. Absolutely. <laughs> Cheers to that. Cheers to family. <laughs> This is, um, yeah, this is amazing. It's refreshing. Uh, Mike, how do you like it? it it's amazing. Do, do cocktails have pairings, or are they just meant to be on their own? Is that a thing? Mm. I mean, I pair them with family. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Often. Exactly. <laughs> family, friends, laughter, you know, <laughs> quiet nights at home with the dog in your pajamas, eating <laughs> pizza from the refrigerator. <laughs> all Co of the above. Cocktails all day, every day. It's true. And this is nice because it's a wine cocktail and you, know, a little, you get a little bit of everything. Yeah, you get a little bit of everything mm -hmm. in it. And it's light enough that you can tone it down if you don't want, you know, your crazy Aunt Susan to get a little too libaceous <laughs> in your living room. Exactly. <laughs> You're like, here, Aunt Susan, this one's light on the Prosecco. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. We're going to cut the alcohol, cut the, <laughs> cut the vodka down a little bit. But the, the um, Jardesca itself is low in alcohol. So it's... And what Super is the Jardesca? It's a white wine aperitif. It's very herbal, very floral. Mm. Um, 
I've run into them at several industry events lately. They're starting to pop up all over the place. They're actually going to be at my event on June 2nd at Harvest Uncorked. And I've fallen in love. I found them at Bottle Barn. Are they local? They are local. They're based out in Sonoma. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. So they, I've become quick friends with them because I love their product. Yeah. And uh, in the last two months, I think I've gone through about six bottles. Oh, nice. So okay. we're, now, we're now on the uh, <laughs> text to order plan. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good plan to be on. Sure is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they love you. Of course. <laughs> Very cool. Okay, nice. Um, and would you drink dry desk? You'd never drink that like in and of itself, would you? So when, when I've run into them at events, Marshall, the owner has, or one of the, one of the partners has actually poured it by itself where you get to sip it on its own. Mm -hmm. Then he adds an ice cube, lets you taste it chilled. Then he'll slap a basil leaf or mint leaf, add that to it, Mm. taste it again, and then add a little Prosecco or something sparkling to it. And then you get a little Jardesca spritz. And that's kind of the inspiration from what I created. But of course, Sonoma Brothers is one of my partners with Harvest Card. So I'm like, hey, hey, I've got you in the freezer. Yeah. So um, so why don't you tell us a little bit about Harvest Card? And then, um, Jim, you can tell us a little bit about what you do at Krug. I'd be happy to. So Harvest Card is an annual membership wherein Harvest Card members get complimentary tastings for card member and a guest with all of our 30 plus winery partners complimentary corkage with all of our restaurant partners here in Sonoma County, which includes mm-hmm. all of the Starks restaurants, John Ash, Perch and Plow, Rivervine Cafe, mm. and more. And uh, for all of our visiting members, uh, preferred rates at our hotel partners, and preferred rates with car service, and of course, invites to our events. So getharvestcard.com is the website, not Harvest Card. <laughs> That's yes. as Mike remembers. Right. That's right. That takes you down a fun rabbit hole there. <laughs> don't go. Don't do that. Uh, don't jump. It's yeah. Easter, but don't do it. <laughs> and then, Jim, uh, you're with Charles Cruz. Do you want to tell us? So I've heard. Yes. <laughs> so I have. I, um, I'm the vice president of guest relations at Charles Krug Winery, which is super cool because it's the oldest winery in Napa. Mm. This is the, uh, really where the heartbeat of Napa is. It's in the middle of uh, St. Helena. Um, And it is totally, uh, it it is the place where everything started. Um, uh, Charles Krug came to the United States in the 1850s, uh, came to um, uh, Sonoma County, where he worked with Augustine Harristy at the original winery at Buena Vista. And and he just struck out on his own in 1861, started building out uh, Charles Krug Winery. So uh, it is a magnificent place if you haven't been there. It's so strange talking about being in Napa because I've been the Sonoma wine guy for 20 years, and <laughs> and it's I live in Sonoma. I grew up around here. It's like it's, it's in my DNA, and it's like. Now I work at, in Napa, and I have my passport stamped every time I go over the hill. Do you feel like you're working for the enemy? Not at all. It's like we're like it's funny because I I used to be one of those people. It's yeah. like Sonoma County. It's like oh, going to the dark side, mm-hmm. and, and it's and it's like you know it's not that way at all. It's like Napa has this amazing reputation, and I was I've always referred to it as it's like Napa is Disneyland, yes, and Sonoma is Frontierland. <laughs> And I like that. Yeah, that's cool. I like that. But it it just, it does say, it's like, you know, in Sonoma County, 
typically you'll the people that you're meeting are the janitors and the accountants and the salespeople and the owners and mm-hmm. the winemakers. I mean, mm-hmm. that's and you know in Napa, it's a it's, they have a twenty to twenty five year head start on Sonoma mm-hmm. for being a wine destination. Mm-hmm. So and um, so my my winery Charles Krug has been around forever. It's been owned by the Mandavi family um, for uh, 75 plus years. Wow. And it is still a fourth generation family owned and operated uh, operation with, it'll be a multi-generational estate into the future as well. With, with all of these wineries being gobbled up by big evil overlord companies, <laughs> um, you know, that are ostensibly still family owned. Right. Um, it's nice to still work for a family operation. That is nice. So we actually just had Mandavi on our previous episode. That would be the Robert Mandavi family. That's right. Yes. Who, who took a different route to success in their winery and yeah. So the whole wine and music thing, you know. As it should, there should be some sort of like you know maybe some Star Wars themes. Dun, oh dun, 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 yeah, dun. that'll be you'll bring that in. You'll, Absolutely, you'll introduce that. <laughs> I'll wait for it, you know. <laughs> now, being in, in charge of the guests, what, what's the guest experience at Krug? The, the Jim Morris experience. Oh, the, <laughs> well, it, it, it's funny because it took me a while to figure this out. But the people in the people that come to Napa Valley have a higher expectation, I think, than people in Sonoma County. I think Sonoma County is kind of like the new Emirates. It's where people are beginning their wine journey. I mean, everybody hears about Napa. Napa can be expensive. It's, oh, yeah. you know, it's, it is the second largest attraction in the world next to Disneyland. It, really? It is. If you take Napa Valley as a whole, yeah. um, it sees 3.5 million visitors a year. These are people paying, you know, an average of $360 a night in hotel rooms in the low season and $540 a night in high season. Mm-hmm. These are people that come for great wine experiences. So we, you know, I, we are open to the public. We're not, the one thing I hate is pretension in this business. So I want really to create an experience where all comers can, can come and enjoy themselves. So I, you know, I have everything from a relatively simple three wine tasting for $20 where you sit at the counter um, up to, you know, a, $150, you know, library uh, experience. You're tasting some older vintages. Nice. Um, with everything in, in the middle. It's like I have a really cool pizza oven out back that's open. Ooh, yeah. Uh, that we have, uh, we serve wine with. Um, you know, we, we're making breads now from an heirloom family uh, sourdough starter that we just do bread service. And, Ooh. And it's like, um, I, it's it's a family-run operation. I want people to feel like they're walking into somebody's you know living room, and uh, everything we do is seated. Everything is, and you walk in my door and you're greeted with a glass of Sauv Blanc. That's the best, which is oh. delicious. I, yeah, oh I can yeah, vouch for oh, yes. it. I can vouch for that. <laughs> yeah, no, we're, we're enjoying a glass right now. Said, you brought some, Jim. I did. It's I absolutely it's fabulous. Very refreshing. So it, <laughs> it is. This it's this it's the summer. It's the summer go-to wine. Nice. Porsche my, pounder, if you will. The, the, the yacht pounder, oh, I like yeah. to refer to. Oh, yes. While playing some good the Yacht Rock playlist on Spotify, it's, it's bigger I, set. I, I've got Hall & Oates 
keyed up right now. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that is a good day. <laughs> so, absolutely. Now you have the uh, you have a wine and music history with uh, your with your wine and vinyl pairing. I, I, would would we call that vinyl? I don't think we use that term here. We can't use that and term. No vinyl. No, get the get the attorneys on the line. <laughs> yeah, I don't have wine. I I don't even know if wine and vinyls uh, something out there. But um, no, a, mil, a million years ago at a at, at a winery that we affectionately known as Mickey Slumburger, um, and it literally it was like we were just kind of board one day and, and we have this had this big room and I literally brought in you know a thousand plus albums and my high school turntable wow. and stereo system I went to high school before there was a stereo system really but, <laughs> but it was I but it was cool and we just wanted we asked we told people to pick whatever album they wanted to listen to you know prior to tasting and this was before a lot of wineries did it I know red cars got it and Oh, it's huge now. It's like, for sure. But this was like a dozen years ago we were doing this and and it was just pretty, you know, pretty simple and easy back then. Nice. So, yeah, wine and music always we one of the incentives that we have at the winery is whoever sells the most that day gets to choose the mute the playlist. Ooh. What was tasting. your favorite? What did you What was like your go-to? Oh, uh, Metallica. Nice. <laughs> what album? The black yeah, album. That, that, <laughs> yeah, we had to we had to tone it down a little bit. <laughs> that okay. would be funny. So your question is what's your favorite? I want to know what was your least favorite. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, yeah. Captain and Tennille. Oh god. <laughs> yeah, somebody picked that Captain to the, uh, why I still even had that album. I have Did no you leave idea. the room? You're like I can't even. Oh, I was just this. like I wanted to scratch my ears off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that album is no longer. <laughs> Take that. Anyway, it, it disappeared. It I don't got, know where it went. It got scratched. And it just it damaged. It just did. <laughs> what would be Landon, what would be your album that your least favorite, I guess, if somebody were to put it on? Oh, I don't even know. Is there There's like so many. an artist that you just like can't stand and you're just like, I got to get out of the room? Mike knows who Mike I know is. yours. Uh, okay, what's yours? <laughs> oh, Alanis Morissette. Cannot stand her. I will literally run out of the room. So, like literally run she's, out of the She room. is the fingers on the chalkboard. I, yeah. But I could withstand yeah. Alanis Morissette more than I can withstand Enya. Oh, Ooh. okay. I couldn't. No Enya? No, it's not serene. It's not <laughs> relaxing. Oh, man. It yeah. brings all of the anxiety to the surface, and I just oh. <laughs> there's not enough Jardeska, Snowman Brothers, yeah, vodka, right. no. Rosé, Saab Blanc, Charles Krug, anything in the world to to calm me down from Enya. That's how I feel about Alanis Morissette. And we were at a concert. Was it two years ago now? Mm -hmm. The benefit or the uh, memorial concert, and um, we found out through the grapevine prior to the show. It was a big deal that this new special guest was going to be there. And guess who it was? Mike told me. And I'm like, are, and it was Alanis Morissette. And I'm like, are you, are you kidding me? Is I'm pretty it, sure you jumped out the window of the car. Like, are you like, for nope. real right now? Like, I have to be, and I'm like, mind you, second row at this concert. And I'm like, I have to listen to her sing if I will literally, like, run. Okay, so I, ha I will say there Ugh. are artists that I've never really been a fan of. Yeah. And then I've seen them in concert. And then I'm yes. like, okay, yes. I can get down with this. Yes. Um, Pink was one of them. Oh yeah. I wasn't She's amazing. a I wasn't a huge fan of hers and when I saw her in concert, she sang her face off. Mm -hmm. She she absolutely rocked it out. Um, a few years ago I surprised my mom and took her to Vegas for her birthday because that sounds like a plausible mother-son <laughs> adventure. Totally. Um, and I took my mom to see Celine Dion. 
Oh. I knew that my mom would enjoy it. I didn't think that I would. It certainly, it was like a Cirque du Celine. She oh. is her own, like, one woman <laughs> Cirque du... I feel like she needs somebody to tell her no at some point. Um, because anything and everything that could happen did happen. Whoa. Less tigers. Interesting. I would like okay. to fly. She did. Yeah, she's so, she, she did. did. She seems very... Um, like over the top in general. She is, but she is one of the most charming and charismatic musicians and performers that oh. will draw you in. You're sitting there with 4,000 other people. And, and, <laughs> Into it. And you're like, oh, she's talking to me. Hold on, Shh, mom, quiet. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was an experience. Oh, nice, okay. And how about you, Mike? Who do you hate? Oh, that's a short <laughs> list. It, I like some pretty terrible things. So. That's okay. You can have like. I, I would say like so it's really obnoxious, like EDM or something like that. Nobody uh, needs that. Do you like the chain smokers, Mike? Oh God, no! <laughs> that out of here. Jeez. Okay. I, I pick you for an Avicii fan. <laughs> yeah. Rest his soul. Only in the tasting room. Yeah. R.I.P. Okay. So nice. who do you love? Who do I love? Oh. He geez. loves a lot. He loves a lot. Me yeah. loves a lot. Okay. He has a lot of bands that he's, yeah. Top on your. I, don't, I know who you love. Somebody. Yeah. Hey, somebody you took who one of them around. Visited our Jeez. tasting room. Yeah. Any famous people ever stop by Charles Krug? Nah, Kim? nah, nobody at all. <laughs> oh, would you like to go to the Dave Matthews room? Oh, how about the, how about the Bruce Springsteen what room? What do you do when celebrities come? Because I'm assuming. No, well, so you get it's your a, you know that's actually a really fascinating question. So we just had. Dave Phoenix Farrell from uh, Lincoln Park. Lincoln Park, and and I said, "Where's Evanescence? I want, I want to hear." I want to hear. <laughs> oh my god! I want to claw I, my eyes out. I, Amy Lee's not here. I could go deep if you want. Mm-hmm. I heard her at Burning Man one year. <laughs> oh my god! Anyway, no, it's, it's funny because one of the cool things uh, uh, Napa does bring a lot of celebrities in and. Yeah one of the things that they truly want is privacy. Mm-hmm. And one of the uh, places that we, at Charles Crew, I have a number of places that I can put people. We actually have some, it's still a privately held winery and the ho- the homes that are on the property are still owned, you know, one of them's occupied by one of the Mandavi uh, daughters, hmm. but the other two are uh, Peter Mandavi's old, uh, where he lived forever and and Peter Mandavi Jr.'s house, which was also Robert Mandavi's, uh, where, where he lived for, as a, from a kid all the way up to um, he when he left in the 60s. Mm. Um, so I have two beautiful homes that we actually will set up for private tastings, private events, uh, for people that just want privacy. Um, Very cool. I even have a second story. I have another side building that, um, you know, we can, whatever level of privacy people want, um, I'm actually working with a guy right now on on creating. Um, he, he's he's a sports agent, and he's was is starting a wine club for for athletes. Smart. Awesome. And part of what he likes is is the fact that he can come to our place and bring his guests in total privacy, separate driveway, separate everything. Mm-hmm. So people, you know, not every winery has that, but Napa seems to be especially equipped to do that because, I mean, I. Something I just learned that every year in the off season, LeBron brings like twenty of his best friends. They rent a house up in the hills. They have a bu- a luxury bus. They buy out restaurants and and wineries because mm-hmm. these the NBA players love wine. 
Wow. Really? I yeah. don't think that I really He hasn't been that. to our place yet. I'm going to make that happen. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Well, that's yeah. going to change. But I, but but no, it's it's a, really it's a fascinating world, of, you know, especially you know, we've had a you know, a bunch and the Madavi family is a very charitable group and they they bring in a lot of people as mm-hmm. a result for it and it's it's a pretty cool element. Yeah, I'm sure that's a whole different level of hospitality, though, that you have to kind of. It's put yeah, out I have there. to be appropriate, mm-hmm. and you know, you can't get all geeky and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, for I sure. Mean, so you know, I'm like when Dave was at the tasting room last week, it was like, "Hey, dude, you want, you want to play? <laughs> you want to? We'll just set up a little. We didn't do that. No. <laughs> I've got a guitar ready. Let's do yeah. this." Oh, look at this guitar that's just sitting here. What happened? Random. Okay. Oh Do you find that they're more so knowledgeable about wine? Are they asking, are, are they interested in the, what's the story behind it? Or are they just there for the, the wine experience? Uh, I tell you, everybody that I've met that of that ilk, they're into wine. Yeah. They're not just, How could you not be into wine? I yeah. mean, come on. Yeah, they're, so good. They're, they really are knowledgeable. They know what they like. They have very specific tastes and um you know it, it's they they demand a really high level of, of service mm-hmm. it's like and it's you got to deliver it are they big buyers uh absolutely good so nice i mean i would hope so you never know <laughs> sometimes you get these people coming in and you think they're all you know money bags and they're just like no <laughs> No, thank I'm you. Just gonna wait until later or something, you know. Yeah. But that's cool. No, some of the K-pop boys, are, are, they're they're are not they big even boy. of age. Yeah, no. <laughs> I don't think so. I can't believe that that's like a thing. K-pop. Are you mixing up Kool Aid in the back and serving <laughs> no, one yeah. of these? <laughs> Tardesca spritz. A little spritza. Minus the just, vodka. Just the ginger beer. Uh huh. <laughs> mm. So let's talk about some of this wine. Let's that you make our way for through us. the yeah. Easter flight here. Here we go. Here's what I'm serving at Easter. I We've feel like got... I should dip some eggs in them and like color the eggs with the wine <laughs> and see what happens. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> don't waste an egg. All right, that's true. <laughs> um, so the first one that we have is the DRNK Sauvignon Blanc. Mm. Um, I mean, we just had the Charles Krug, which is delicious, crisp, and refreshing. Everything a Sauvignon Blanc should be. Mm-hmm. How is that bottle empty already? You left me unattended. Somehow, somehow guys, Jackson snuck in. <laughs> While you guys were talking, I was in a I thought corner. I smelled cigarettes. <laughs> so the first one we have is uh, from DRNK Winery, which is owned by Ryan Kunde, his wife, and her parents, mm. uh, DRNK, Dale, Ryan, Nancy and Katie. Oh, I always wondered what that stood for. It's really fun to hear people say, is it drink, drink, drunk? Oh. Which gets progressively more hilarious as yes. the afternoon slash evening rolls on. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is an amazing Sauvignon Blanc from the Wildwood Vineyards. Um, and it's available at Bottle Barn or at the Winery Direct. And I absolutely love it. It's everything a Sauvignon Blanc should be. there. I brought two Sauvignon Blancs today. We're consuming three because... Charles Krug is here. Exactly. Right. Gotta share the love. Right. So, first one is from DRNK. The second one is a 2018 from Taft Street Winery, mm. which is owned. Um, there's several partners, but Mike Martini is one of is one of the partners. Uh, and fun fact: when his son Jake and I were in high school together, Mike was the mayor of Santa Rosa. Mm. 
<laughs> so good luck getting away with anything when your father is the mayor of Santa Rosa. <laughs> Seriously. But the Taft Street Sauvignon Blanc is also one of my favorites. And I love that they are both screw top. Abs- well, easy access. Oh, I'm such a fan. Let's be honest. You don't have to I waste love, time with a corkscrew. Exactly. You're good to go. I love that that whole um, like mentality of like not wanting a wine because it looks cheap because it has a screw cap like is done. Like people Absolutely. are over that. They love it. It's I'm I'm down with it. And I've always told people told people um, Harvest Card members or or anyone when people ask me what should I drink, my answer is always drink what you like. Exactly. If you like Sutter Home with four ice cubes and seven up, <laughs> you do you. Yeah. I'm Drink not here it. to judge. Mm-hmm. Um, Taft Street Sauvignon Blanc, the DRNK Sauvignon Blanc, definitely a staple at my house with any events mm-hmm. or Saturday night in general. <laughs> I mean, Saturday night is an event, isn't it? <laughs> sure. It's, it consists of flannel pajama pants and Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> um, this, uh, the DRNK one, it kind of smells like a um, little, is it guava or passion fruit? It's definitely got a lot of tropical yeah. notes going on. Absolutely. Oh, I've got your you. tasting. Oops. Sorry. Thank you. As we throw tasting <laughs> tasting notes ac- across the table at each other. Yeah. And so what would you pair this with for Easter? I, I keep wanting to say Thanksgiving, but I'm just like already down that year. In pre-show, like, you I'm sent like, me the message. It's like, like, we're doing the Thanksgiving pairing, right? Yeah. It's like, eh. <laughs> No, it's a little early for that. A little that. early. Yeah. early. So um, I would serve this on the onset, just A, by itself, mm. get every get everyone kind of loosened up. Yeah. Because Easter dinner or Easter brunch tends to be a long one. Yeah. It's, you know, it's it's a marathon, not a sprint. <laughs> you start with the Jardesca spritz, then you move into Sauvignon Blanc. Love that. So. With mo- a little past, a little appetizer. Little on appetizers. The table. I yeah. mean, um, Brie, mm. uh, little um, uh, oven baked brie. Oh with, my gosh! With uh, crostini or yes. brioche, and you're good to go. Would you mix that with like garlic? Sometimes, like people roast fresh garlic. You could. I would do it with like a little fig or a Ooh. cherry jam. Ooh, that's good. Or maybe some honey. Mm-hmm. Yes, please. Now I'm getting hungry. Oh, dude. Yeah. <laughs> well, luckily Easter's soon. It's just around the corner. It's just around the corner, exactly. We'll be hopping around in no time. <laughs> What's your favorite thing to eat for Easter? Uh, the egg creams. <laughs> the, the Cadbury the, eggs. The, the Cadbury eggs, and I just eat them while I'm in line at, at CVS. <laughs> I'm with Jim on this one. Before I get to the <laughs> cash register, yeah. I just give them all the aluminum foil. Do any see. of these pair well with Peeps? <laughs> you, you did I, the donut pairing. Have I, you done a peat yeah. pairing? I have not done a peat pairing. So that would be w- fun. One of my winery partners, Wine Gorilla, out in Forestville, does know. a wine and donuts mm. pairing. Love that. And it is a fun, very abstract event. And that event actually came to fruition when Matt and his girlfriend, Brigida, and, and I and my friend, Melissa, were sitting at Bear Republic in Roner Park. What? Awesome. We were all sitting down talking, and Matt goes, I want to do a really weird pairing. I was like, well, you have really weird Zinfandels. They're all from Russian River Valley. He's like, so? And I was like, donuts? Let's do it. With different chocolate dipping sauces. And oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think we maybe went to the first one. You did. Yeah. It, it was so great. And I know that they've like kind of expanded. And they've since. continued, and they choose different bakeries for each one now. So cool. 
I mean, it's a fu- it's a really fun experience to just go and have Zen and, and donuts. speaking of vinyl at a tasting room, they do it. Yes, they do. They do. Yes. And they actually have their own Spotify playlist now that they, they release every month with the cool. vinyl that's been pulled that, you know, previous month, which is really cool. Full circle. Very that's cool. That's what we're all about here. Full that's why I listen to Vino. That's, that's why I listen to Needle Droppings, which conveniently is <laughs> oh, right. located at on the drive at five o'clock on Fridays. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> In Santa Rosa. How was that? Was that good? Nice plug there, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, what, we had a, this goes back, uh, we're at, at Mickey Slumberger, we were host of the very first Wine Bloggers Conference, like 10, really? year, like 10 years ago. Cool. And it was, um, or we, we were one of the wineries that they visited, and I was trying to think of something super creative and different that, the, that people would have fun blogging about or something different that was visually appealing to do a pairing with. And so... I did a wine and jelly belly pairing. Ooh. And I literally oh. bought every, I went to Vacaville and bought every flavor. There's 72 flavors. It's a lot of flavors. Did you get the Harry on. Potter ones? So, well, this is pre-Harry Potter. Oh, oh yeah, I guess so. Okay. Back, back in the olden days, <laughs> we had an Alfred Hitchcock hour. <laughs> We're millennials in here. No. <laughs> but, but, so we literally, I had literally jars of the 72 flavors and what people had to do is take and do their best their favorite pairing mm. we had everything from pinot blanc all the way up to heavy uh, red blends and cabs and syrahs but they had to blend two jelly bellies or more with one of our wines and then and what do they do present their best pairing so to the w- class and so then people wrote down <laughs> yeah people wrote down you know what their pairings were and then there was a group of judges and and we all voted on it. And the one that we won, there was a Pinot Blanc that was paired with like a lime jelly belly and a um, Seven Up jelly belly. Ooh, and then that there was, sounds fun. And then there was another one that was our Syrah was paired with a French vanilla and a cherry jelly belly. And it was a, and it was a perfect pairing. Cool. And people just had a blast with it. So you it can just, really a pair wine with anything. It you know it worked well. Yeah. They would. It was before the Insta Face Graham, and so there was, and so there was a, there was a lot of photos and people took photos for their blogs. Uh, yeah. So Jeez, blogs we'll blogs seem old fashioned now. That's crazy. I know. Yeah. <laughs> you got to pair your blog with your Instagram. Exactly. Your, right. Wait, what was it that? Oh, I ran I ran into a couple of Harvest Card members out at Bowman Cellars and and these elderly women. I mean, they weren't super old, but they were women of a certain age come up and they're like, I think that's the guy from the instant gram. We should ask. And I'm like, well, I turned around and waved. I was like, let's get a photo in front of the airstream and let's do this. You know, have fun. Mm-hmm. But instant gram. The instant gram. Mm-hmm. Love it. That's so me. Fun. That's you. But hey, at least they recognize you. You're like a little local celebrity. You could have told them and say, hey, if... If you come with me right now, you'll be my instant gram. Oh my god! <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. They, they were of that age, but yeah. I was I was giving them you know I was giving them props because they were on social media. They had they knew mm-hmm. what was going on, and they were actually Harvest Card members, and which kind of shocked me. But they 
they had their list of wineries and they were checking them off one by one. I'm like, How good for cool. you. Yeah. Getting out there. And it was these two older women who are best friends and have been friends for 30 years. That's adorable. I'm like, good for you. Which is exactly why kids are leaving it in droves. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, my mom's on it. <laughs> and they're going to what, TikTok? <laughs> TikTok, yes. TikTok. They still have no idea what that is. But... Is that the singing one? I have no idea. I think I just, it is. I think that's a Kesha It's a Kesha song, I think. It's also that. Oh, it is a Kesha song. That's right. I don't right. know how I know that. Before Kesha got like all serious. <laughs> right. You is know? she serious now? She is. Yeah. She's, yeah. I have it on her first eight track, so yeah, she was great. <laughs> <laughs> I remember blowing on those. <laughs> oh, right. And they get dusty. <laughs> exactly. That sounded terrible. <laughs> Oh man! At this Throwing point, we usually back. go, "Oh, look, a puppy." I'm moving on. <laughs> oh, look, this rosé. What is this wine? <laughs> so I did bring a rosé because I feel like this time of year. Oh, although yeah. I'm partial to rosé any time of year, I don't Say, care if oh, it's yeah. snowing, raining. I agree. Ninety degrees, it doesn't matter to me. I'm always a fan, a huge fan of rosé. Yes. I'm Taft Street has one of my favorite rosés, and they consistently have for the last I don't know how many years probably since Jake and I were in high school. Mm-hmm. And um, their rosé is only available at the tasting room, though. Really? So, unfortunately, you won't find it at Bottle Barn or any other re- retailer. Where it's, is their tasting room located? It's on Occidental Road in West County. Okay. Oh, perfect. It is absolutely incredible. It's one of my favorites. It yeah. has been for a thousand years. I've noticed their wines are have like a really nice like creaminess to them, both their Sauv Blanc and the Rosé. Absolutely. And their nice. winemaker, Melissa, is one of the nicest people you will ever meet. She's generally always on property. I fortunately, they know that I'm a huge fan of Sauvignon Blanc, mm. as is Mike Martini. And when I was out there uh, during harvest, toward the end of harvest this last year, Melissa came into the chase room and she saw that I was there and she goes, she goes, come out. We've got some Sauv Blanc in tank. Grab a glass. Ooh. Let's do this. So I was able to taste the 2018 Sauv Blanc while it was still in tank before it was finished. How fun. It's one of the perks. Yeah. You know, you got to take advantage of those. I mean, Absolutely. you know, like those experiences that you get here in wine country are just. It's, it's so, one yeah. of a kind. It's it is. Only, only in Stomach County. Well, maybe sometimes in Napa County with you. At Charles yeah. Crew, perhaps. Once in a while, we let people in our tasting room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for, so, if, well, no, for, if your first name is Dave and last name is Matthews. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, no, it's it's funny because it, it, part of the experience is you know people do want barrel tastings. They want to taste. We have we have a couple of cement eggs that we're oh, yeah. uh, experimenting with um, Chardonnay and Sauv Blanc, and. We're going to paint them as Easter eggs, but nobody knows it yet. Um, so don't tell anybody. Uh, but, Our lips are sealed. But it is fun to actually, you know, take take you know some out of the um, out of tank and just show them what the eighteen uh, really does taste like now. And it's like it, just this beautiful minerality and things like that. It's it's such a young wine just out of cement uh, these cement tanks it's just fascinating mm-hmm. uh, but people want that and, and the quality that the cement egg gives to the wine versus steel or steel fermented or barrel it's it adds a new texture a new mm-hmm. flavor profile and mm-hmm. a different level to it that I really enjoy I agree the, yeah it just does it like I don't know how to explain it I'm not quite 
that well versed yet, but I do we'll know that I. We'll get you there. We'll get you there. Yes, <laughs> we have to do more wine tastings together. Anytime. <laughs> there's there's a small winery out of Napa that I was introduced to their winemaker. I mean, he's probably producing less than 300 cases, and he is producing an amazing Vermentino. And part of it, it it's fruit from Mendocino County, but part of it is is fermented in the, the cement egg. Mm. And when I tasted the wine in front of him, and I told my friend who had gone out on a couple of dates with him early on, <laughs> and I said, if I don't like it, you have to break up with him. <laughs> <laughs> and before she arrived, I had t- tasted, it's T. Berkeley Wines. Mm. Taylor, he's the nicest guy in the world. And he, <laughs> he had tasted me on the wines before she arrived. And when she arrived, he had poured another splash for me. So she thought that I was tasting it for the first time with him straight face just go <laughs> this is awful you need to call it quits right now time of death is and and she goes you need to be nice and i'm like i'm sorry it's awful but truth be told it's absolutely incredible and i think i've ordered a case of it so. oh very cool and where are they located in, in napa in napa county oh and do they have their own winery they they have a tasting room it's by appointment only but okay t berkeley wines t berkeley wines yes. yeah. never heard of it Sounds good. Young guy, he's actually, I think he's in South Africa right now on a wine pilgrimage. Awesome. Learning what they do over there. That's so cool. And I love that. Like anywhere you go, like in the, like whatever wine region you go to in the world, they all do things a little bit differently, it seems, Mm -hmm. you know? And he's having a great time and he's, he's doing a really great job. Awesome. We'll have to check him out. Plug time. So if people want to find either Harvest Card or Charles Krug, I assume Harvest Card. No, no, no. Get Harvest Card. Get Harvest Card. Don't make that mistake. Yeah. <laughs> get Charles Krug. No. Com. Uh, it's it's the Charles Krug off ramp on the Char- <laughs> on the Charles Krug Expressway, uh, which is right runs right through the middle of Napa. Now Highway 29. We are just across the street from the the Culinary Institute. We are open seven days a week. We will be closed on Easter. We are a family-owned winery, and that's nice. By God, we're going to let people celebrate with their family, <laughs> and and we're even closing early on Good Friday too. So great. And but it's but we're typically open. You know, I, I'm even thinking of a, of a late night shift as well. So I'm not really because that would be a bad idea, but I was just... Because you have to commute back to Sonoma County. I have to drive 45 minutes door to door, but it's worth it because... It's a beautiful drive, too. It's It doesn't suck being me. It's like, it's, yeah. it's such a beautiful drive through Alexander Valley and yeah. Knights Valley, and mm-hmm. I love it, so... Well, what are your plans for Easter? What Do you guys have, like, family plans, or...? I'm uh, going to my mom's. My, my nice. mom has always hosted us for... Years and years. Do you years brunch years. or do you do dinner? Uh, that's a great question. Uh, I'll be up there Saturday and Sunday, so we'll do both. Oh, perfect. So okay. Yeah, just the family gets together, brother and sister, and whoever, which other, whichever kids are around, and yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, nice family time. I'm going to your house. Uh-huh. <laughs> so you're yeah. welcome to. Yeah. I, I just hosted my sister's thirtieth birthday brunch. That's so yesterday. nice. So I'm a little brunched out. Mm-hmm. At this point, mm-hmm. so I don't know what the family plan is, but I assume that I will be with my grandparents at some point in time. Very cool. How about uh, you, Mike? What are you doing? We're doing dinner. Dinner. Dinner with the family. Okay, I don't know cool. what that's going to be yet, but we'll figure it out. Nice. You do the ham, the like spiral ham. 
We usually go just really random directions. It'll be like a steak or something. Okay. Oh. Chinese takeout. Yes. Get some DoorDash going on. Yes. That would be my style. Exactly. Doing the door. I'm like, I like to do non-traditional. What are you having for dinner? DoorDash. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever they bring pizza. me. I'm having pizza. Some pad thai. Yeah. You're good to go. <laughs> we'll spin the big wheel. <laughs> Very cool. Okay, so what uh, what else do we got? What are we tasting on? Uh, well, I think I need to open the last white wine. Oh, here we go. Well, Which... in the meantime, I'll pour a little bit of Charles Krug Shannon Blanc. Perfect. Oh, yeah. So, and Mike, this was one of Mike's favorites, so I brought brought it over. <laughs> Excellent. So now this is, in fact, Shannon Blanc um, is actually what was one of the varietals originally planted on Charles Krug property way back in the '40s, and it was. Uh, it was one of the most widely planted grapes throughout Napa Valley, and it, w- it was—it's this beautiful, crispy, crispy, crisp, um, dry white wine. It can be a little bit sweet. Um, some people prefer it sweet. Some people like dry style. So ours is very limited. We only—in fact, it's—we um, did it for our 75th anniversary, uh, and we actually purchased it from some fruit from outside the area because there's an area in California called Clarksburg where Shannon Blanc is widely renowned for. And our winemaker, Stacy Clark, was the winemaker at Pine Ridge who perfected Shannon Blanc. Mm. And so this this is a perfect style. We only, it's only available uh, for, this is the last year we'll have it at the tasting room for the foreseeable future because really? everything else we do is a state. But it was just more of a nod to our heritage on our 75th anniversary. So, Mike, what do you think of it? It is fantastic. It might be the best one we've tasted yet. Fantastic. (laughs) I endorse it. Excellent. And the Chenin Blanc um, grape, kind of what can you, what, tell us a little bit about that grape and the history behind it. It's very hearty. I mean, it's, it's, um, it's, and I'm going to just totally mess up my, my wine knowledge right now because it, it is, um, Kind of Chablis-like, yeah. Um, but people do leave a little residual sugar in it. It's a very hearty grape. It grows well in hot climate areas. It's a, it's not as um, prolific as Sablanc. Sablanc, you can plant Sablanc and you know crop it to 15 tons to the acre. Unlike a lot, in it's, it's that's why Sablanc is reasonably priced too, because there is so much you can get off an acre mm-hmm. versus. Cabernet or things like that. Chenin Blanc, it crops a little bit lighter. So, um, but it's just it's a, it's. I think it's a little bit more viscous. It's a little heavier, mm-hmm. um, dry white wine. Nice. So but would that go good with Easter? I, you know, it, it would. It pairs well with Easter. Love that. Yeah. No. It's. It, I would Goes actually. Good with eggs. <laughs> it, it'd be great with eggs. It actually um, even with shrimp. Oh. Um. I. You know, this rosé is magnificent. Would be if you have shrimp with some sort of shrimp cocktail. Oh my gosh! But I think Chenin Blanc would be an interesting pairing with it as well. So that's my big recommendation. Okay, shrimp and and Chenin. And uh, shrimp and you're going to start a new thing. Shrimp and Chenin. I hope so. Say that five times fast. I (laughs) let me have a few more glasses and then I can do it. Flawlessly. And how much is the bottle of Chenin Blanc? So our Chenin Blanc is $28. Perfect. Okay. Very nice. All right. So we have some, I mean, this is like my happy place right now. Look at all this amazing wine in front of us. I'm so excited. 
Um, so we have this newest white. Um, do you want to tell us about the new white that you poured? Yeah, this is the, let me sit back down. This is the 2015 Vignette from DRNK, also available at Bottle Barn um, or at the winery direct. It is a Russian River Valley wine, um, 100% Katie's Corner Vineyard, planted mm. in 1995. That's good. It's delightful. I like that. It's, one of my, the, it's another one of my favorites. but Yeah. What are the uh, tasting notes on that one? Let me hand those over to you. It's 100% stainless steel aged four months in barrel. It was bottled on January 19th, 2016. And it's low in alcohol, 14.6. Oh, that's nice. I mean, it's family appropriate, right? Absolutely. <laughs> I don't they, know. Do you want the higher alcohol when you're with the family? Well, or do you want you the said 14.6? <laughs> yeah. Any residual sugar? Not that I, I can't taste any residual sugar. I don't think mm -mm. so. No. There is not. We can we can text Ryan. No, it's, <laughs> no, it's solid. We can text it's Ryan. It dries a bone. We, we, but they only produce ninety five cases of it. Oh wow! So, so all of the wines from DRNK are small lot production, and which is one of the things that I absolutely appreciate about um, them as a winery partner that they the wines that they produce are produced in such small quantity that once they run out they're gone i mean they they produce less than 300 cases of each varietal mm -hmm. and he does probably 14 or 15 different skews really oh wow that's really really cool um yeah this is a really nice wine i think a lot of people don't really i think viognier people think they're they assume it's going to be a very sweet almost a dessert wine but this is a really nice dry super dry viognier mm -hmm. it's so good but it has like nice notes of peach on the nose. I mean, yeah. Viognier is the most aromatic of whites. I mean, it's such a beautiful floral wine. Agreed. And, and you get a lot of stone fruit, the peach coming yeah. off of this one. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I love it. This is so fun. Well done, Ryan. We should do, we should do more panels on, That's on right. Rock and Vino. That's right. I think the panel worked. <laughs> yeah. Good job, panel. It's, it's going to be a three-hour episode. Just just mm -hmm. grab a bottle, hunker down, and pray for daylight. Exactly. My, my dragon may not wait that long. Oh, that's right. That's right. All right, so let's move on to the lovely rosé. So the rosé... Oh, wait, did we talked about we, the rosé. We did talk about the rosé. The, the next wine is actually a Pinot from DRNK. It is the 2016 Caver's Corner Russian River Valley Pinot, which is a blend of one, mm. two, three... Four different vineyards, all in the Green Valley neighborhood. Uh, Thirty oh, yeah. percent new French oak, seventy percent neutral French, aged eleven months in barrel. It was bottled on August fourth, and uh, alcohol is fourteen point three. Nice. Another family appropriate wine. Of course. <laughs> oh, thank you. And I also feel like it's an appropriate um, uh, appropriate Pinot for Easter. It doesn't matter if you're doing the lamb. I, th I feel like it would pair better with the lamb than ham. Yeah. Mm. That's really good. Mm. So the, the Green Valley of the mm. Russian River Valley, it's actually a sub-appellation of a sub-appellation, which is oh. kind of weird. Mm -hmm. um, but it's, it's kind of considered the warmer area of the Russian, Russian River, River Appalachian, um, and it's for the whole Apple that that Green Valley side of it. Um, Joy Sterling from Iron Horse was the one that really was the mover behind creating it as a sub Appalachian of Russian River, 
and it because it is warmer and the characteristics of it there literally are pockets of uh of vineyards there that the fruit is richer and fuller it ripens more Mm -hmm. you'll tend to get a little higher alcohol wines but it's because the sugars are have more developed and you can definitely tell a green valley pinot noir or green valley chardonnay versus just a russian river no designate yeah absolutely Uh, completely i used to um, run the operations at michelle or uh, mcphail wines yes we had a we had a green valley um wine and then we had it was you could see the vineyard across the road uh, and it was a russian river appellation and it was a totally different animal and it's less than three miles from each other yeah i mean they're all within the same neighborhood so to speak but the green valley itself is i think incredibly special and you're absolutely Mm -hmm. right joy sterling spearheaded that to get that designation for green valley and how like what goes into that what goes into like getting that designation and creating a sub appellation is it i mean is that like how many years are involved in that it could take it could take many years yeah you have to have find seven different growing characteristics of your area versus the area next to yours um and it 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 goes down to annual rainfall average temperature um you know soil types um there's there's a whole bunch of different things i i was originally with a a, working with a client on the development of the pine ridge pine mountain appellation outside of cloverdale Mm -hmm. um and it was the amount of paperwork was staggering the one guy that was really behind it you know, it was just he. It was he was very passionate about it. It probably took him four years. Oh wow! To, and you have to get all sorts of data behind it, and um, you know some of them are easier than others. But you do have to prove beyond the shadow of a doubt that you know this specific area is mm-hmm. very is much more distinct, different growing characteristics than your neighbor. Mm-hmm. And Russian River Valley Wine Growers is actually spearheading that campaign or that that um, path to distinguish neighborhoods within Russian River Valley. Oh. Yeah. Very so cool. Wendy Wendy Hilberman, their executive director at Russian River Wine Growers is spearheading that uh, and I know Joy Sterling has been a huge part of that for the last yeah. how many years? Yeah, no, she's she's the godmother of uh, you know proper terroir in her in her world, so She's amazing. Yeah, no, she's an amazingly lovely woman. Um, you know, even when the um, the Petaluma Gap folks, the same thing. It was like, mm-hmm. they're, they're, you know, it was so weird to think of Petaluma being part of the Sonoma Coast Appalachian because it wasn't anywhere near the Sonoma Coast. No, but, yeah. but But it was very distinct and what made it distinct and, you know, seemed pretty clear. But, you know, the fog and the wind and all that had such a distinct effect on Petaluma Gap wine. So, mm-hmm. yeah, where Ryan, where, where DR&K is, it's like, it's like snug right in the right in the heart of Green Valley. Absolutely, it's a beautiful, beautiful property, and one of the only caves in Russian mm-hmm. River Valley. Oh, really? Yeah. Have you not been? No, I haven't. Let's go. Been. Let's I was go. out there today. <laughs> yeah. I was picking up wine out there today for this. Let's do it. Oh, really? It's nice. And my Easter. <laughs> Very cool. Well, so they have a cave. They do have a cave, and Ryan, when when you go out to DR and K, chances are Ryan is. If he's not leading your tour and tasting himself, he's popping in on it. Very cool. Very like in- it's a point. So it is an, an appointment only property. Okay. And 
so do plan ahead but it's one of the most incredible experiences and as we all know especially being from here and working in the wine industry the Cunday family is a legacy yeah and they are wine country royalty and with Ryan kind of stepping out on his own and doing and making his own brand it it's no wonder that he's he's producing more than 10 SKUs because he cannot he can't be stopped <laughs> there's no stopping him he's he's going to if he finds something super geeky i was out there in, in harvest and he's like yeah we've got 3 quarters of a ton of malbec coming in i just couldn't pass it up oh, and i'm like ooh. 3 quarters of a ton that's not very much mm-hmm, like mm-mm. and he's like well we're going to do it because I oh, love it. Oh, that'll be amazing. I love a good Malbec. I'm such a fan of a good Malbec. As and am it's, I. it's it's interesting and it's hard to find like because it was a blending grape primarily, you know, one of the five Bordeaux blending grapes, mm-hmm. but I just love it when you find a good Malbec. I had one my first introduction to a Malbec was um this small boutique winery called Gan Family Wines. And they had this Malbec. I want to say, oh, I don't even know what vintage it was. But this one vintage they had, it was, you just popped open that bottle and you smelled it. And it was so, and you knew that was going to be like such a good bottle of wine. And I, it just, it ruined me for Malbecs because it was so good. So all others are compared to. Kind of, yeah. You set the bar really high. I know. But even like Argentinian, of course, like Malbecs are amazing. But I need to go there and just taste them. Well, let's let's set that up. Let's make it happen. Yeah. So clearly, we need to get you to Napa because <laughs> some of the finest Malbecs oh, yeah? that you will find anywhere in wine country are grown on Charles Krug property. Is that true? Uh, in, do I get indeed, to go into the private VIP room? Indeed, you do. <laughs> yes. Would love to have you. I now, can't. I can't play any instruments or like you know like. That's quite all right. You'll, make any balls you, in any baskets, you know, you're, but you're 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 a high, you're a high level media personality. <laughs> totally. It's, so, now it's because it, we actually do beautiful. We do very small bottling. As weird as it sounds, Charles Krug is this like large winery. People have this impression that you know we're old. We're you know, we've been around forever, but it's like we we also have about fifteen direct-to-consumer only wines that we make between 500 and you know maybe a, a couple thousand cases of only available at the winery only at the tasting room nice the Malbec is one of them okay. it's a you know often has been used as a blender for years but it's like because Malbec grows perfectly in the same climate as Cabernet yeah and it's been used as a great blending grape for years but there's some really distinct Things about the Malbec from from uh, Napa as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's like because it is warmer. It's like you know, as the Appalachians go and the terroir gets hotter inland, it's like you'll get a d- more deeper depth of of ripening and and soil structure really leads to you know brilliant flavors mm-hmm. in, in Napa. So especially for the big Bordeaux, bigger grapes, it's like this is one of the chosen places on earth to grow big heavy red wines all right well you've convinced me i'll have so. to come check it out field trip field trip yeah exactly in fact <laughs> and this is jim we're signing off we're heading over to charles crew right now <laughs> fire After up the van <laughs> we're making it happen someone has a key <laughs> yeah i know people <laughs> i know a guy awesome well and on the note of napa valley tradition the last wine that I brought also pairs well on the lamb side of an Easter Easter dinner, 
and it is a 2016 Cabernet Sauvignon from Bowman Cellars. Um, this, I'm I'm really particular with Cabernet mm-hmm. because when I think of Cabernet, I think of Jordan or Silver Oak, those mm-hmm. big tannic Cabernets, and this to me is a very fruit forward, approachable, very friendly Cabernet. Not too heavy on the tannins. And not too heavy on the tannins. Good. Just. Uh, it's more fruit focused. I like that. Which I personally appreciate. And Bowman Cellars is located out in Grayton. Um, I think we went there we after t- after Zinfandel and Donuts at Wine Gorilla. Mm-hmm. And amazing place. They've been open for just over a year um, across from Underwood Restaurant. And yeah. got a cool little airstream in the front yard they've got the neon sign on the inside young um lineal winemaker alex bowman mm-hmm. and his wife katie she runs the front of house he makes he does all the winemaking and this cabernet to me was incredible just super friendly approachable but this is easter lamb mm, mm-hmm. that's very fruit forward where, where in Napa is it? North or south? So they are in Sonoma County. Mm-hmm. Oh, they, wow. Yeah, Grayton. Grayton. <laughs> really? Where's the, and the fruit's from? No, the fruit is from... Uh, I'm not sure. It's. Uh, let's see. It doesn't say on the bottle. But 16 months aged in 30% new French oak. There we go. But I'm not sure where what, the grapes are sourced. No, what's the appellation? It doesn't say. There's no Appalachian designation. Um, I know that a lot of their Cabernet fruit is sourced out of Alexander Valley. For this one particular, I'm I couldn't tell you. Got but, it. Well, so he had, he's appellated as California Appalachian. So it's, that's that tells me there's multiple Appalachians yeah. blended within involved. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, I would. And Alexander Valley is such a great place for. I love Alexander Valley wines, but typically it's known for Zinfandels, right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Alexander Valley is is close to Napa quality terroir, Mm -hmm. same soil types, same heat profile, same, you know, even hillside structure, um, even valley, the the soil on the valley floor is very different. Um, It's a lot of sedimentary because of the Russian River. and then the hillside is very volcanic, a lot like Napa as well. Oh, okay. So, so it is. It's like it's. I, I think some Alexander Valley caps absolutely rival. Oh yeah. Napa without a doubt. Mm-hmm. So. And and what is that uh, per bottle price? Ish, not sure. I'm gonna say less than fifty. I want to say forty-two, forty-four. You're not gonna pay like those Napa. N- no, prices, no, you're not you gonna know? pay Napa Valley pricing. And also, yeah. Harvest Card members get ten percent off oh, bottle purchases, see? three bottles or more, with all of our Harvest Card partner wineries. It pays to be a Harvest Card it, member. It absolutely does. Yes. But they are absolutely incredible out there. They're producing about five or six wines, and I'm trying to talk to Alex about getting in on a few more Ooh. vintages or skews. Um, I because I love Sauvignon Blanc. Mm. Like, we need a Sauvignon Blanc. Let's make it happen. Yeah. Yes, make it happen. What are they So what are their other vintages besides the Cab? So they have a Rosé of Pinot Noir from uh, Russian River Valley, a Chardonnay from Russian River Valley, 
uh, Zinfandel from their home ranch up in the Sierra foothills. Ooh, interesting. Okay. Um, Alex's parents have a vineyard and, and ranch up there. And then the Cabernet, and they also do a sparkling. Ooh, that's fun. Well, Blanc de Noir. Oh, I love that. Okay. I've recently, like, gotten into sparkling. I used to, like, be so against it just because I wasn't, like, a, I don't know. I wasn't a fan. Why? But I love it now. Like, I go to, I'm I'm going to say, I go to Russian River Brewing Company, and I get I get their sparkling. I get the Corbel. No, but they have J, too. Oh, do they have J? Oh, they I'll have, try that. I'll try that next California, time. They have California Cuvée and the Cuvée 20 okay. by the glass at Russian River. It's nice. Because I'm not a big beer drinker. I want to be a beer drinker, but I literally... But we're I just like am, the Pilsner, not, Blonde. Yeah. We're, we're not the IPA people. No, totally mm-hmm. not. And so I'm like, I'll just take some sparkling, please, because this is delicious. Well, and if you I'm ask politely, they'll give it to you in a Pilsner glass. Ooh, so you... Okay. That's a fun party trick. Oh, okay. There you go. I'll try that next time I'm there. <laughs> if you go there on a Tuesday, which I've done like the last two times... It's the best because they're not crazy busy. So are you going to the new location in Windsor? No. Or downtown? The OG location. The OG location, downtown 4th Street. Have you been to the new location in Windsor? I have, and I like it, but I feel, oh, I really like like the original. And it's close to my house. I can walk there. Okay. Yeah. So then that's why you go there. Yeah. The, the new location, Windsor, is closest to me. It's absolutely gorgeous. Their it chicken is. wings are incredible. But I'm sad that they don't have the pizza or the Pliny Bites. No. They but don't those, do it. But that's the 4th Street location. That's true. They want to distinguish the two. Yeah, you know, that's A little smart. brand identity between the two locations, which I completely understand. <laughs> However... I've definitely stopped by to get my Pliny Bites. <laughs> Dude. Before. They're so good. Mm-hmm. You, I, I get the ones with the little peppers on them. The pepperoncinis. Yeah. Yeah. So good. I just, every time I go to Russian River, I'm like, that's what I want to eat. Well, the Pliny Bites or the Pizza Bites are synonymous with, from a local's perspective. Yeah. But I'm so happy about the Windsor location because it is beautiful and it's more educational and they have... Um, they have the tours. They have the exactly. tastings. It's very family friendly. Have you been? I have. Okay. Did you, yeah, bring, no, your, it's, did it's, you bring your dog or your kid? <laughs> uh, I, I didn't. I brought my... Uh, I have a pack of wild hounds okay. that I unleashed on them one night. Okay. So. Fantastic. I mean, dogs Just so like I children can should have be leashed at the brewery. A distraction they have so I really can steal cool wine pliny. glasses there, though. I had a, I ordered a Pinot there at the new location, mm-hmm. and they had a really cool wine glass. Do you remember that wine glass, Mike, that I oh, got? Oh, that's right. I forget, like, um, I don't know. Somebody knew the name of it, but it was like an, it was a really interesting glass that I had never seen before. It had, like, a lip on it. Mm. But um, that's what they served their Pinot Noir in. <laughs> it was good. <laughs> I'm going to have to try it next time. You will. Yeah. Order glass of Pinot just to see the glass. Exactly. I mean, it's a great location. I do like it. I haven't been... I'm excited to go there in the summertime, like, to go sit outside. Yeah. You know? Because and, it's such a beautiful spot. And it's spot. so close to... There's this little tiny neighborhood in Windsor called Artisan Alley. Mm. So, St. Florian's is kind of walking distance to... There's Barley and Bine Beer Cafe. Yeah, I love that. K-Squared Cellars, Caligrassi, Tilted Shed... They're all within walking distance yeah. of Russian River Brewing. Are they by the Grand Crew? They are. They yes. are? So, around, it's so that's just, nice, too. Yeah, a little bit around south. Around the corner yeah. and, and up or, or yeah. down, depending it's just, upon where you're coming from. just south of uh, the brewery. Okay, In awesome. the, kind of that same cul-de-sac, the back Walkable? Side. 
Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. If you have two legs and you're willing, let's okay. do this. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. Sounds like a good day. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's it's a lot of fun. So okay. I would definitely, I mean. It's, it's almost, it, I don't know if your fans are somewhat familiar with the San Diego uh, warehouse beer world. There's It has that kind of vibe to it where it's like yeah. all of these business parks mm-hmm. that have, it's like, oh, business, business, business. Oh, brewery business business oh cider <laughs> it's like and they you know with food trucks parked out front and it's like it's just all kind of cool little underground places yeah what is that anything. brewery in san diego i'm not i'm like not so not a beer person but what is that brewery in san diego that's stone. like stone yeah. yes that place is super cool yeah 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 no it used to just be a little mom and pop mm-hmm. brewery it, that is a production yeah you can get food and you can do a little tour there's like a garden like I saw yeah. people just like hanging out, like in little areas. Like that's so fun, so cool. Yeah, yeah. We got. Well, we have that going on right here in Windsor. Yeah, we have our exactly. own beverage we, district we in Windsor. It's so fun. Start with Russian River, you go over to Artisan Alley, get St. Florian's and K Squared and Caligrassi and Tilted Shed, and then go call it on. a day, and then plan the next day in Napa. And exactly. <laughs> starting at Charles Crook. <laughs> exactly. and, and finishing at Charles Krug. It's one long tasting. Exactly. <laughs> I will say I've done, I about a year and a half ago, I did the pizza experience. Cool. And tasting experience at Charles Krug. And having lived and worked in Sonoma County for so many years, bumping over to that side of the hill, which we lovingly refer to as the dark side. <laughs> but lovingly. we're changing that. Yes. We're changing that. These are our friends and neighbors. And your hospitality was so incredibly spot on. The food was incredible. Everyone was so nice, warm and generous. And the the welcome glass of Sauvignon Blanc, like I wanted three, mm-hmm. but I don't have three hands. <laughs> That's my favorite. When you go to a winery and you're automatically greeted with wine like that is such good hospitality agreed you know and then you're like do you have a reservation are you here for a tasting yeah it's really funny because it i mean it's we want people to feel welcome walking in the door and it's like and even if they for whatever reason just don't want to stay and taste they're already they've had a little taste of my wine exactly at the very least and that's fine it's like let's let's get them invested early on and but it's just kind of showing great hospitality and yeah, I agree. That's, that's what we do. That's nice. And you guys excel. You really well, do set you. the that's, benchmark that's, for it. I, and I love it because when I went out there, the the hospitality person asked, did you have the opportunity to make a reservation? Not words. do you have. Yes. Do you have a reservation or did you have a chance to make one? And the difference for me was night and day. Cool. I, and I said, I, I did, and my name is. And they're like, okay, great, right this way. And mm-hmm. immediately I was ushered over too. But the, the people that were coming in behind me were like, uh-oh. We, <laughs> we didn't have the opportunity <laughs> to. Well, and, and again, it's like a, it, we're open to the public. And it's like we're our, our philosophy is it's like we want everybody to feel welcome. Um, our philosophy is we want to surprise and delight everybody that walks in the door. I love that. And, you know, there's, we're, I'm even working on the ability of even just, uh, once I get their name as they walk in the door, I'm printing up a menu with their name on it. Oh, That's very fantastic. cool. You know, That's just, really cool. Just these little touches that. It's high touch. Or, or if you find, so or if you actually find out if it's a birthday or a celebration mm. or something like that, we, we 
go all out to you know make them feel special or you know we'll it's just it's just we have to stand out there's a thousand wineries in an hour and a half radius of us Mm -hmm. it's insane it's like there's no consumer product on the planet that has more you know competition Competition. in a small condensed area and you could see two maybe three wineries on the napa side a day um you know sonoma they're a little bit more compact but it's I still recommend to anyone that asks me no more than four. I agree. No more than four. Totally because agree. you need to you need to plan at least sixty to ninety minutes per. Yeah. And yeah. you also have to stop and eat. You do. You have to have lunch. Yeah. Wine tasting. Those little breadsticks ain't gonna do nothing. It's a marathon, not a sprint. <laughs> exactly. You have to yeah. be able to enjoy it. But and it's funny because like during I don't I don't know if you guys on the Napa side have something similar to like barrel tasting or you know we have like the wine road and yeah. they have all these really amazing events where incredible it's incredible like, events. Yeah, incredible events where you feature all these wineries. I mean, that's how I was exposed to so many different wineries in Sonoma side, um Sonoma County side. Um but people do sort of take advantage of the fact that they have a wristband that gets them access to all of these wineries. Yeah. And they're like, oh, they this is my ninth challenge. winery. They and see I'm it like, as a challenge. I could tell it's your ninth winery. So do you guys have anything similar to that? So it, it, oddly enough, no. It, yeah. it's, a, it's totally, it's a whole different thing. There are, there's a couple of Appalachian specific things that okay. are in a central location. Mm-hmm. We're part of Appalachian St. Helena. So they, have, they call them ash events. And but we're, it's all in one location. Cool. We bring all the wineries together. Um, it, it's there. Yeah, there, it, it would be too crazy in Napa to even do something like barrel tasting. Or, oh yeah. And it's it's just it's not necessary. It's in. I mean, there are only two lane two two roads in and out of Napa. Mm-hmm. And it's so it's so much more condensed. And. So they, the, the county of Napa would never even dream of putting that <laughs> Yeah, out that's for, true. That's true. Uh-huh. But yeah. I do agree. Like maximum in a day, three four, or four wineries. Three or four. Three or yeah. four wineries. Because then you get to enjoy it. You need to stop mm-hmm. and you need to have lunch. First of all, you need to start with a good breakfast. You have to have a good base. Yep. Yes. Enjoy your first winery. Have the experience. Mm-hmm. It's You're not drinking. You're, you're tasting. Yeah. And then stop at lunch experience another winery or two mm-hmm. and that's it and i tell them to go and take a nap it's like you need i really to. I, I it's like <laughs> after you finish your third winery or your fourth winery go take a nap uh-huh and then go enjoy your dinner at a, at a restaurant take a two you three go. hour nap yeah like, and then yeah. take a break time out yeah and then enjoy dinner get up refresh the next day do it again come back to sonoma county come back to napa county i mean we're obviously still here yeah. <laughs> So we're still exactly. Open. Yes. Well, this was fun, guys. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah. Thank you so much for bringing all these amazing wines. And thank pleasure. you for bringing your amazing wines. Our so, pleasure. So, so good. And this the aperitif, a... like the little aperitif. My Jardesca, goodness. All day. So How they make a... a red one, too. Oh, they do. Yeah. J-A-R-D-E-S-C-A is the name of the company. I'm going to have to check them out. Bottle barn. That's so fun. Jardesca. They don't have a taste room, but they, they're they available at Bottle Barn, and they do have distribution. Perfect. But taste it on its own and start adding adding your own layers. All right. Prosecco, ginger beer. I'm, like, getting into making, like, wine cocktails. I've decided – I've tried to make, like, regular cocktails, but – And it I, didn't work? 
Well, it does, but, like, I'm just such a wine person that, like, I think I could have more fun with wine as, like, my base. So I'll try that. I'll check it Let's out. Let's do it. Yeah. yeah. I would be remiss if I didn't bring up some of the events that we have going on oh, at Charles please, Crook, yes. too. Cause, please. Because one of the things that's super cool about we have we've been around for so long that we also are grandfathered into lots of events. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a monthly comedy show. Um, oh. That we bring it. We work with the ladies from the Laugh Cellar, um, and we, the last three have sold out very quickly. Because and we have another one coming up. Uh, how many people? What's the capacity? A uh, hundred and ten. Okay. That's perfect. and I want to keep it small and simple. And yeah, that's always. But great. it's like it's we turn our upstairs lounge into a cool little cafe, and so we have uh, a, a comedy series. We do. We're also host of the Napa Valley Film Festival. Festival, oh, so we also cool. do something called Sunset Cinema, where I also bring in bands to open up. Oh, so really a bunch now? of yeah, even local bands, uh, Justin Schaefer and the Blind Barbers, Spike Syke and the Awesome Hotcakes, local cool. guys. They're mm-hmm. all it's all local Sonoma guys. Cool. Um, and then we also are starting a speaker series. It's called SIP, series of interesting people. <laughs> oh, I like that. And, I do like that too. That's and it's cool. like really. I have the president of the Baseball Hall of Fame coming. I have Whoa. Uh, the the uh, the producer of Wait Wait Don't Tell Me. Um, I love Wait Wait Don't Tell so Me. So the e- the evil overlord Doug Berman uh, is <laughs> alleged. <laughs> alleged. We don't want to get sued. He's he's come. Um, yeah, but it's like really interesting people that have really fascinating stories. Mm. That it's like well, it, it's a, just another way to bring people to the winery. Very cool. And so there's a, just go to charleskrug.com slash events and all of those fun things. Will be so that's where we info. can buy tickets. So uh, absolutely. So okay. com- please come to the comedy shows. Come to all of the fun, the fun things we got going on. How much is the comedy show? It's 20 bucks. Dude, that's cheap. It's like, uh, it's almost free. Do you get wine with that? Uh, you do not. You purchase wine. All right. By so. the glass or by the bottle? Uh, by the bottle. Okay. I mean, hey, why not, right? But we also have, and our pizza uh, oven is open, and we also serve pizza during the comedy shows. Oh, look at, there it is. So, indeed. So, yeah, so we have a lot of really cool, fun stuff. So, yeah. Grill your own steak. Grill your own. The GYOs. Yeah, it's a fun, uh, Peter Mandavi loves teaching people how to grill steaks, and he gets these mad, crazy wildly expensive steaks that he loves to show people how to do and they're it's, it's beyond spectacular cool. 3.2 minutes on each side so, you know, whatever <laughs> and he will sit there and, with a series of salts that you oh, oh. I mean he's like he it's like all fancy with super, it super you know there's like 15 different salts love it so it's do you guys do weddings at your wineries? so we are one of five wineries yeah there's in like Na- it's Napa Valley to do Napa. weddings and oh. we're so we're one of the most we have we have most of our dates through 2020 are already booked for sure what's your capacity for a wedding so we can do uh, weddings up to 200 people oh really yeah we have a huge outdoor area good to know it, it's yeah, 200 plus easily good we've to had know. events of over a thousand um as well so it, it's a magnificent place if you really want the consummate napa valley warm friendly family experience and yeah. charles Crook is your winery gorgeous property so. All good wines, good wines, gorgeous good property, people. good all people, yeah, great amazing wines. hospitality. So, 
Thank you. You, you I'm get a fan. wine when you walk up. I mean, <laughs> right? You're already winning. Yeah, I'm absolutely. A fan. <laughs> well, thanks you, for having us. Well, yeah. thank you so much, guys. Yeah, this has been a fun episode. You could follow us <laughs> at, at Charles Krug on all of the popular Insta Facebook tweets the- <laughs> and TikTok and, and TikTok. TikTok. Not yet. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks for having us. Yes, thank you. What a great little show you guys have here. Thank (laughs) you. Cheers. Make good choices. (laughs) Happy Easter. (laughs) Happy Easter.